On Thursday, October 6th, President Joe Biden gave cannabis advocates a huge surprise. The president released a statement on marijuana reform and announced that he's ordering the pardon of simple cannabis offenses at the federal level. He's also urging states to do the same at the state level. And most importantly, he has directed the Attorney General and the Secretary of Health and Human Services to officially review the Schedule I classification of cannabis, and not just review it, but to come to an answer quickly. Here's his full announcement. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. At the same time that the president released that statement, he also announced the official proclamation on granting pardon for the offense of simple possession of marijuana, which basically detailed how the pardons will take place. Immediately after this was all released, there was, of course, a huge reaction. Most people were thrilled by these announcements, but some others were critical. Cannabis advocates agree that this is an enormously positive step in the right direction, but it does leave many questions. Overall, though, this positive step and the resulting questions will essentially force some movement on the issue. One of the first things to note is that the president does not have unilateral power over the people. He can only do so much. Out of his three-part statement, the only concrete action that he can enforce is the pardoning of federal convictions. But most marijuana cases are prosecuted under state law, not federal law. The president did urge states to also issue pardons for simple offenses at the state level. However, he cannot force them to do that. Despite this, his influence is sure to be strong, and it stands to reason that many, if not all, states will follow his lead. When we look at the individuals that the president can and will be pardoning at the federal level, a senior administration official told reporters that there would be 6,500 of these people who are expected to qualify for the president's pardon. None of those are currently in prison, as simple possession alone usually does not receive a federal prison sentence. But it will still be an incredible relief for those with federal possession convictions to get a clean slate. And although President Biden said, we should decriminalize marijuana, he does not have the authority to do that on his own. Without new legislation, marijuana use will remain federally illegal, as will cultivation and retail sales. Simple marijuana possession is still punishable by a $1,000 fine and up to a year in jail. 
and growing or selling marijuana are still federal felonies. But while the president's not able to create new laws, his pardoning thousands for simple possession of marijuana puts a great deal of pressure on legislators to change the existing laws. The president's statement also said that he was directing the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to begin the process of evaluating how marijuana is classified under federal law, and to do so expeditiously, or in other words, to get to a conclusion swiftly. The president pointed out that marijuana's Schedule I classification is harsher than opioids, fentanyl, and methamphetamine. But getting the DEA to change marijuana's Schedule I status comes with a loophole. The DEA demands evidence before they'll consider it, but critics point out that it's highly difficult to conduct the type of research they want while it remains a Schedule I drug. Having the president authorize them with the Health and Human Services Secretary and the Attorney General to work on this will help put positive pressure on the DEA to finally move forward with reviewing marijuana's classification. When and if they do reschedule marijuana, research barriers would then be eliminated. So, although the president cannot officially decriminalize marijuana, only descheduling it can, his pardoning simple possession charges puts all the cannabis opponents into a tailspin, as it will be pointless for them to spend time and money pursuing simple cannabis possession charges, knowing that the president will pardon them. One of the sponsors of the Safe Banking Act and one of the most vocal cannabis advocates in Congress, Democratic U.S. Representative Earl Blumenauer of Oregon, released his own statement commending the president's action. He pointed out that 99% of Americans live in a state where some form of cannabis use is legal. Part of his statement read, This is a critical, important step forward for racial justice in the failed war on drugs that too often targets people of color, especially Black and Latino men. While this order is welcome and long overdue, it is just the first step of many that this administration should take. Blumenauer also noted the current pending measures in the House right now. Regarding these initiatives, he said, The president should embrace and celebrate. It's critical that we put the full force of the federal government behind them. The president's declaration will certainly have an effect on the upcoming November elections, in which marijuana will definitely, especially now, have a huge impact. There is also the time called the lame duck period between November elections and the end of the year, where the Senate will have the opportunity to act on the heels of the president's words. It's hoped that some cannabis measures will be passed during this period, in particular the Safe Banking Plus Act. But what will happen? Which way will things go? Well, the government will issue pardons, review of marijuana's drug schedule classification will begin, and politicians and advocates on both sides of the issue will work hard to push their agendas. Beyond that, it's just speculation. When Trump was elected president, he immediately repealed the Cole Memorandum. That document was a guide from the government which, among other things, told enforcement agencies to stop putting time and effort into pursuing low-level cannabis crimes. So with this in mind, we know that the opposition could come up with creative ways to block or overturn this progress. Only time will tell which way the voters will vote and which way Congress and the Senate will act. We can hope for more positive cannabis news as our government representatives try to navigate their way through it all. Representative Blumenauer's statement summed up this whole presidential declaration well. He said, There was a time when this was controversial, yet for several years, the federal government has been left behind by people in states who did not wait. Not only does more than two-thirds of the public support full legalization, even half of American Republicans are also ready to end this chapter of the failed war on drugs. We welcome this action and hope it's the first of several non-controversial, critical steps to promote justice, 
equity, and rational policy. We couldn't agree more. So as always, let your representatives know how you feel, make sure you get out there and vote, and let's all hope for the best. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.